Welcome to Transforming Experiences and Customer Success, formerly Strike Deck Radio. This podcast is focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Medallia and the Success League. Medallia's customer success automation platform helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Success League is a consulting and training firm focused on developing customer success programs that drive revenue. My name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Transforming Experiences and Customer Success and the founder and CEO of the Success League. And joining me on today's podcast is Sandra Cash, the Chief Customer Officer at Veriforce. They've been getting set up with a new CS platform, and we're going to talk about her approach to preparing for new customer success technology. So Sandra, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Kristen. It's great to be with you. So First, before we get started on the topic, could you share how your career progressed into customer success and how you ended up in our field's top role, Chief Customer Officer? Sure, happy to. So I've been in my current role uh, with Veriforce for about two years now. And prior to that, I was the the Senior VP and General Manager, but also in charge of our customers' client-facing teams. So I had responsibilities for customer operations, support, and engagement. And, um, you know, before that, really throughout my career, which, which spans a couple of decades, probably more than I, more than I want to admit on your, on your podcast, Kristen, um, <laughs> I had, you know, various titles and, and worked in various industries, but always really had responsibility for retention, advocacy, and expansion of current customers. So that's work I really love. I've, I've been extremely fortunate to work with some fantastic teams that really care about the customers that we serve. So the transition to customer success was was a pretty, pretty natural progression. For yeah, me. yeah. I think a lot of, um, I came out of sales and and um, that's kind of a natural um, transition over to customer success too. And yeah, so a similar, similar kind of movement. Um, it's really interesting to ask that question to hear all the different responses we get. I think the most fascinating one was the transition from music into customer success. Ah. And uh, we talked on that one a little bit about how he felt like um, some of the aspects of being a musician played really nicely into customer success. But there's people that from everywhere. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be accused of being a musician by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I did also, like you, I did also have a bit of a sales background as well. So sales, marketing, operations, support, yeah. you know, kind of the gambit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that go to market side is it's really a nice transition into customer success, I think. I'd love to hear a little bit more about Veriforce. What what does the organization do and how's your customer success team structured there? Absolutely. So uh, Veriforce is a premier supplier. Um, we work in the safety and supply chain risk management arena. So okay. our company helps um, today over 700 hiring clients in countries really all over the world manage their relationships with their contractor suppliers. Okay. We have about 50,000 um, contractor suppliers that work within our platform. So all of these companies really use our technology solutions to help mitigate risk and, and enhance safety. And, and our company has a really incredible mission, uh, which is to bring workers home safe each day from high hazard jobs. Um, so that mission, along with our team and support services, truly help to make job sites safer. And 
that's a pretty incredible thing to, to be a part of. Yeah, that's a great mission. Yeah, it, it really is. It's one that we're, we're incredibly proud of. And as far as our customer success organization, so we have a number of departments um, that are encompassed within customer success at Veriforce. And that spans our client team, um, where our client account managers and our client success managers live. We have CS enablement, which includes our onboarding communication analytics. We have configurations and technical help desk. And we have a professional services group, which really includes our team, uh, team of deep domain experts who mm-hmm. work across safety, sustainability, training, insurance, and compliance. Okay. So that's uh, that's how we are structured. Okay. Yeah, you have a big team, but you have a lot of clients too, 50,000. We do. We do. <laughs> um, so in a few minutes, we'll dig into the details on preparing for a CS platform, but Before we do that, let me ask for you, what were the drivers behind moving forward with a new platform? You know, so for us, it was really about making the invisible visible, right? Providing metrics so that we could more proactively engage with our customer base. We previously, we had lots of Excel and Google Sheets, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) way too many, um, tracking different aspects and different metrics, but we didn't really have our thumb on the pulse of what was going on with our customers um, day in and day out. And we, we lacked that central place, that central repository and view um, to really manage and monitor our customer relationships. So we wanted to drive more proactive value for our customers as well, and also ensure that we were being consistent and executing strategies based on account needs and, and trigger events within our customer base. Mm-hmm. So those things, um, in, in my humble opinion, are, are nearly impossible to do without the right technology solution mm-hmm. and a way to see those metrics and activities across the customer base, right? There are a lot of moving pieces to, yeah. to keep up with. Yeah, well, you know, it it's a big change going from spreadsheets to a system too. So um, that's going to be, you know, as you guys, I know you're kind of midstream on this a little bit, but as you guys go forward, that's got to feel really good to be oh, it's fantastic. something else. It's so yeah. exciting. I'm, I'm like a kid at Christmas every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And you, you know, you, you start to, to implement and then you realize all of the additional things that are possible. And it really is, it's, yeah. it's incredibly exciting. They're the, the tools are amazing. That's cool. So we're going to focus on how best to prepare for a new CS platform. Um, Why do you think leaders need to think about that? Well, you know, anyone that's gone through any type of technology implementation can can tell you that preparation and planning are are paramount to success. Yeah. If you think of it like building a house, um, you know, and approaching that with no plan or or blueprints, you know, if you, if you take that approach, it, you're very unlikely to get what you really want, and and you're very likely to considerably increase your costs. <laughs> yeah. So it's really important to start with a well defined, a well constructed plan, and identify your goals up front. I think those are those are elements that are really key. So. My recommended approach is is to really start with the end in mind, Mm -hmm. design kind of your perfect insight report, if you will. If you could have any of the key data um, that you need to manage and measure customer health and risk and retention, advocacy and expansion, what would that look like? And I like to start with with the end first and say, what are the metrics that we need to define success? 
What are the trigger events that we need to know? Um, what are those things that should be a red flag or an escalation indicator um, to then trigger additional activity? Of, of course, with all of this, the goal is to continue evolving from reactive to proactive. Yeah. Right? The better we get at customer success, the better we become at predicting the needs of our customers and really serving as a trusted resource and partner to guide them in their success. Yeah. So really a success measure for you then is how proactive can your team become? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we were preparing for today's podcast, you had mentioned that you need to have several specific things in place before you start implementing a solution. Um, One of the items you mentioned is segmentation. Why is it important that you have that nailed down? Yeah, absolutely. That's critical. And, you know, and I'll begin by saying, of course, that all of our customers are really important to us and like organizations, right? We, we value all of our customers. Yeah. And the level of support and engagement needs are just different, right? When you right. look at a global enterprise client or a small mom and pop shop. So the key to successful scale is really to determine how you deliver value at each segment and to each segment of your customer base. So we start with that by looking at factors like size of the account, the number of products and services used, their potential for growth, the complexity of their their solution and technology. And all of that helps us to create a segmentation model. Mm -hmm. Um, So from there, we also define the appropriate engagement strategies, right? For each of those tiers Mm -hmm. and assign the client account manager or client success manager who ultimately will own that account. Yeah, I love that you bring up the idea that all customers are valuable because sometimes I think that we get into this sort of mindset in customer success that there's better segments and worse segments. And I think that that comes from segmenting too much by ARR or revenue and not enough by segmenting, not enough segmenting by behavior and need. And segmentation, I think, to your point, needs to be around what do these customers really need? Not that you set aside um, the revenue side of it totally, because you have to keep that in mind, but there should not be better or worse segments to be. (laughs) It's just a segment that corresponds to you as a customer and what you need. And I love that you think about it that way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And you know, to your point also, this whole segmentation exercise also really helps us to pair our largest and most complex account with our mm-hmm. most seasoned team members, right? This yeah. approach provides a great career progression path and learning environment for mm-hmm. new members that join our team who can come on board and then learn the ropes with smaller accounts that, that mm-hmm. just have less complex requirements and then mm-hmm. kind of grow and mature over time. And we, you know, we see that same trajectory, not only for for the clients that we serve, but for our team members as well. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so when we were talking ahead of this, you also talked about playbooks and triggers and that kind of flows out, it sounds like of the segmentation that you do. People throw around the term playbook a lot. So when you say playbook, what exactly do you mean? And why is it important to have playbooks firmed up ahead of a CS platform implementation? Yeah, and I I hear the term playbook quite a bit as well. And I think <laughs> yeah. sometimes it means different things in different organizations. Yeah. Right? For, for us and the way that I look at it, you know, like most organizations, we know that in any given scenario, there are typically a number of ways to approach it, right? Um, different mm-hmm. client events and different needs. But over time, we really learn best practices. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as we as we execute different strategies, we see what works and what works better. We continue to monitor those and measure the success of our actions. So when we define playbooks, our goal is always to take the very best proven practices and standardize that set of actions around any trigger event. So this makes sure that our team members and customers benefit from what we know works best. Um, and I can say, you know, obviously, we when we find or develop new solutions, we continue to iterate on those playbooks and evolve them. Yeah, yeah, I think um, also new situations come up over time, and you can just add to them. But planning them out in advance of your implementation, I think, is important so that you know what it is you want to actually put into the system. The system's only as good as what you've designed, I think. That's that's exactly right. And, you know, our, our platform, Strike Deck, for example, you know, gives mm-hmm. us the capability to automatically launch these playbooks based on, on different account criteria and, and triggers. And this lets us really put the tools that the client team needs immediately in their hand and yeah. guide them in, in best supporting and delivering value to our clients. So those, those automation features are, they're really, really cool. It also gives us visibility into where we are in executing on those playbooks and what are the measured outcomes as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, are there any items that you think that you need to plan out before you implement a CS tool? Yeah, I mean, we talked about having the the plan kind of what what's your destination? What's the, what's right. the, what's the destination um, and where you want to arrive so that you can adequately plan the, the journey to get there? You know, data cleanup is a big part of it as well. Before you begin <laughs> yeah. integrating systems, um, you know, we worked with not only integrating our proprietary technology, but also um, Salesforce in, in, the, in the case of Veriforce. So we've got those those three platforms that are all um, working to inform the data with, within within Strike Deck. So making sure that your data is is pristine um, and mm-hmm. usable. You know, it's that kind of quality in, quality out, garbage in, garbage out um, mantra that we all hear. Also, again, defining KPIs. Um, not only with reporting, but thinking about dashboard creation. What are those things that you want to surface up that are most critical and that you want to keep um, keep an eye on constantly? And I think another big aspect that people um, perhaps don't adequately consider is change management. You know, a yeah. system is only as good as its adoption and use. So how will you train the teams? How will you ensure consistent um, quality use of, of the tool going forward and that the, the team is adequately prepared to really in, embrace and, and adopt its use. Yeah, that that is underestimated, I feel like in almost every case. And, and part of it is because of course, you know, when a salesperson is selling a CS platform, they want it to sound really easy and, and they're focused on what the technology does. And they don't often think about educating customers on the change management aspects of it, but change management takes time and a plan. And so I'm glad you brought that up because that's a, that's a really big one. And you have to be prepared for that and you have to kind of prepare your team for it. And it's sort of a, a, you know, an exercise in, I think, just kind of constantly communicating to your team throughout the whole process so that um, they're in the loop. Absolutely. And, and, not only that, but but 
having them understand upfront the, the reason for the implementation mm-hmm. and the benefit that it's going to bring, frankly, to them and to their customers, right? Yeah. So that's one of the things that, that we're continuing to explore is looking for ways that we can really refine and provide better tools and, and make things easier for the mm-hmm. client teams. I mean, we know client, client success managers have a big job. And so the better tools we can put at their fingertips, the more we enable them to go out and form those great relationships and really deliver tremendous service and value to our customers. Yeah. So I know that um, you mentioned to me, you're rolling out your implementation in phases. How did you think about that? And what were your phases as you were embarking on this project? Yeah, so for Veriforce, we really considered this um, looking at our customer audiences specifically. And so we decided for the first year of our implementation, we were going to really focus on our hiring clients. So the hiring clients um, is one of our four customer audiences. And the way that our business works, our hiring clients really define the requirements that then drive the behavior and needs for those remaining customer groups. So we've, we decided to focus on that first. And we're still, we're coming to the end of, of year one um, okay. in the implementation for hiring clients. In 2022, our next phase will really be the addition of that contractor base. So okay. that's our largest by, you know, in terms of volume, that's our largest customer segment. Mm-hmm. But we see really incredible opportunity again here for more proactive value by incorporating things in that group like health and risk scores, telemetry data uh, from our mm-hmm. platform to help us really assess how our technology solution is being used and where there's opportunity for us to improve. So this is a really exciting project um, and, and our focus with that we plan to start on in, in the second quarter of, of next year. That's that's really exciting. That's going to be big. Um, now that you're using the platform and you've used it for, it sounds like about a year, um, what are some of the early results that you've seen um, on your team for that segment? Yeah. So, you know, it's great because our client, our, our client teams now routinely talk about, you know, client health and risk score and advocacy and expansion opportunities. So I think it's really helped to underline the, the overall discipline of customer success. And then, you know, from an outcomes perspective as well, we've really seen improved client health. Um, you know, we had pretty good client health to start with, but it's really exciting when you look at the change reports and you see someone that goes from a yellow to a green, for example. So, you know, we've seen improved health and reduced risk. We continue with overall strong retention. But again, I think, um, you know, having those playbooks and and again, continuing to always push on how we can be more proactive in our value delivery. It's just been it's it's been a great it's been a great year um, in in building that out and strengthening those capabilities. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. It's always good to hear success stories, I think, about yeah, and what's you know, working. One other, one other thing that I would call out that I think is important is we've also really seen better collaboration with sales. Um, and oh, that's cool. because, you know, many of our playbooks are really, you know, it, it's, it's some, it, they're, they're playbooks that we execute in tandem where there's a, a CS person and a salesperson involved together um, in the execution of that, that playbook. And I think it's really helped to foster better collaboration and communication with the department. So that's you know, great. That's, that's another added benefit. Yeah, that's a big win. Um, so I know that there are people in our audience who are listening, who are, you know, getting ready to roll out a new platform in 2022. They at least have out budget allocated for it. 
you know, I think a lot of people are planning to hit 2022 on January 1 and start pulling the trigger on stuff. So um, what would your advice be to those people so that they can have the smoothest possible rollout? Again, Kristen, I think, you know, defining that desired outcome and then okay. really working with your technology partner to understand their implementation support, along with setting realistic timeframes and understanding costs. It's, it's really important to determine upfront how you will support and continue to iterate on the platform and build out those capabilities. Will you, will you hire someone? Do you already have someone in-house? Will you leverage a third party? The, the capabilities around CS platforms are really exciting. I said earlier, I feel like a kid at Christmas, right? When I open up the dashboards and I start digging in and, and the what if question comes up and I start thinking about all the other things that we could look at and measure. So that's a very natural reaction, I think, as you really start to get visibility and metrics around things that were just not as, as crystallized previously. It's, it's really easy to get excited. And once you realize those possibilities, it's natural to continue to want to refine and develop and, and evolve your program. So think about what does your implementation, what does that change management plan look like? And what are the resources that you'll have dedicated to this, both in the immediate, mid and, and longer term timeframes? Okay. And what, what do you think is a reasonable phase one timeline for, you know, this kind of project? Okay, that's so, something we get asked a lot and you're in the middle of it. So I'd love to hear your take on it. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, we work with a great, a great implementation partner um, uh -huh. with our technology provider and they really helped walk us through. I mean, we still work with them to this day and they help us with refining um, and, and evolving the platform. Our initial rollout, really about a three month time frame, um, to where I would say we really had um strong value delivery in terms of what we were wanting to see. But again, that was an initial delivery. And then we've continued to build out and expand on it over the course of, of the last year. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's great advice for the audience. If you're thinking about um, implementing a solution like this, make sure you're allowing yourself enough time. Um, so last question, what do you see as the biggest trend in customer success today and why? Wow, that's that's a great question. It's a big um, one. <laughs> I see customer success is the biggest trend, uh, but specifically, you know, for me and something that I've been giving a lot of thought to is really tremendous opportunity in customer journey mapping, um, not just at a high level. I mean, many of us have customer journeys defined and, and, you know, they're more at a high level and it's kind of one size fits all, but I really see us going to a highly personalized specific journey that's really based around each customer's more unique profiling goals. You know, obviously for scale, we need a way to support that with, uh, with great tools like digital assets and system support mm -hmm. best practices. Um, and I think the continued refinement and personalization of the customer journey is, is, is going to be key to how we move forward. And I also look at emerging technologies, you know, like AI and how that will play a big part in the digital journey delivery and, and, um, and resources. You know, those technologies in the future will, are going to better inform our processes and delivery. So, you know, our, our priority is to consistently deliver really great value across all of those customer segments, as, as we talked about a little earlier. Yeah. And this can really be a challenge, particularly for a company that's growing rapidly uh, like ours. So leveraging 
customer success technology along with a great CS team can really help us to do this well as we scale. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Sandra, thank you for taking the time to join me on today's podcast. I think that this is a very timely episode since a lot of people are going to get some new budget um, this coming year. And I appreciate you sharing your approach to this type of project. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's been my pleasure, Kristen. So thanks for having me. And um, I wish everyone well on their on their customer success journey. And, um, you know, if certainly if anyone is interested in reaching out and getting in touch or, or brainstorming, sharing ideas, you know, the customer success is uh, is something that benefits all of us. They're, they're welcome to reach out. They can reach me at sandra.cash, that's C-A-S-H-E at veriforce.com. Thank you. Um, and thanks again for being a part of the podcast today. I also want to thank our sponsors, Medallia and the Success League. To learn more about Medallia's customer success solution, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strikedeck on LinkedIn or at Strikedeck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.